Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Great sex matters and you deserve it. So who can you talk to about an embarrassing sex fail? You know that moment in bed when your favorite someone, when you're trying so hard to get it right, but nothing seems to be working properly? Can you talk about it with your gym buddy? Discuss it with your coworker? Lament about it with your sibling? What about your mom? For many of us, talking about sex makes for an uncomfortable conversation, which is usually why we try to avoid it. And in fact, we were never taught how to talk about sex, not at school, very much not at home. So we barely know the vocabulary and most of our references come from porn and not real sex. And that's why we're so excited to introduce our guests on today's show who have a lot of experience talking about sex, even though they are mother and son. Let's welcome Karen Lee and Cam Poder, who together host the podcast Sex Talk With My Mom, which is all about sex, dating, and relationships. Oh, I'm looking forward to this show. So Karen Lee is a 50-something self-proclaimed cougar and sex expert, and she authored the book, A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. While Cam is in his 20s, and he's a stand-up comedian who studied public policy at Stanford University. Guys, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle, and thanks so much for your time and being here today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're excited to be here. Well, we had a lot of fun listening to some of your episodes, and you guys are great. I love the banter between the two of you. It's so much fun, and it's funny also at the same time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, that's our goal. Yeah, you guys seem to have a lot. A great like a relationship together. I love it. It's just wonderful. What about our banter? Oh, it's not banter. It's just you telling me to do <laughs> things that I didn't do right, right? That's not true. I like our banter also. <laughs> it's very good. That is good banter. <laughs> we have a lot of fun as well. So why don't we get started? Like Tell us. T- yes, we're very playful. Sometimes we actually do our show naked. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, especially in the summer, not in the winter. It's not as warm here, but uh, definitely in the summer, we do it all the time. And, you know, we get a lot That's of samples. That's different, by the way. <laughs> right. um, I hope so. <laughs> and we get a lot of samples sent to us, like sex toys and stuff, and sometimes we, we, we try them out. Well, Carol tries them out while we're on the air. <laughs> Well, oh my God! Well, we get the same, but we again do not sample in front of each other. Got it. <laughs> we, we, we will sample separately and then have a very awkward conversation about our experiences. With it. The fun thing is that it's not even that awkward for you guys, which I love. I absolutely love it. Um, but anyways, it's, it's got to the point where I, it's, it's literally got to the point where I think Cam knows more about sex toys than I do. Oh well, that, <laughs> that's and okay. You know more about women's vibrators than I do. There you go. That's okay too. Well, she's got a collection. It's just that I've had to study these things from starting this podcast. Well, my my collection is vast. 
Well, Sibian is one of our uh, friends and our sponsors, oh. and we have one of those here. And, uh, well, Ca- Carol can't use it while we're doing the show because no. it's just too... Well, it would be too loud, but also I wouldn't be able to focus at all. Ever. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> one of those fun toys. So you guys have a great show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you guys started talking about sex with each other? Sure. So it's, it's rooted in tragedy, like any good comedy. Um, <laughs> it's Shakespearean. But basically, when I was, we've always been very close. We've always had a very close relationship in terms of talking about sex. When we were, when I was growing up, my friends would come over to our house to talk about sex. And well, I guess they weren't having sex that much in high school, but things leading up to sex with my mom. And no, we didn't have sex. I didn't have sex with your friends. No, 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 no. that was not what I said. <laughs> no, <laughs> they would come over to <laughs> talk. <laughs> they came over to talk about it. Right. You were very open. You you gave them great advice. I enjoy talking to these guys. I actually love talking, especially the guys. I think you like talking in general. I like, I use up a lot of words, but yeah, it, it was really fun. Those days were a lot of fun. And then they graduated to college too. But before I graduated from co- to college, my dad was murdered and dad flipped our worlds upside down. Wow. I'm really hurt. sorry to hear that. It, it, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it yeah. was, it was, it was a wild experience that we were obviously not expecting. No, we were not prepared. But it, eventually my mom's, after going through a big breakup, you started dating again. Mm-hmm. What do you mean a big breakup? You mean uh, a big grieving period? Uh, Wait, grieving period. <laughs> I didn't break up in any way, but I did grieve. Why don't you tell this? All story? right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from here, and then we'll go back to Cam's for Cam's uh, part in this. So I didn't know what to do. I went on the internet. I searched for you know how to reinvent yourself after a bad divorce. I couldn't find anything on the internet that really helped me out as far as like someone I can relate to. Well, most of the pickup artists are you know, misogynist and I didn't agree with any of their philosophies and then most of the other younger 20-something-olds I couldn't relate to either since I was in my 40s. So I figured, well, I've had a lot of crazy experiences, you know, when I started like go, going out in the, in the singles world and uh, why don't I just start my own channel and help others with my own experiences and get some experts on the show and I think the, these women could really benefit from this. And... After being on the air for a while, I realized that my audience was exactly my demographic I just talked about loving. A lot of young 18 to 35-year-old horny guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting cougars. Interesting yeah. cougars. That's why they're and, listening. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's video. It's, you know, it was a video uh, oh, internet show. right. Anyway, long story short, um, I wrote a book called The Cougar's Guide Getting Your Ass Stuck Out There. Cam ended up... <laughs> well, I was in college at the time, and when she told me about making a, a YouTube channel for to help other women get back out there, I was like, oh, this is, sounds great. Uh, but then I saw the titles of these videos coming out, and they were like, a cougar's guide to oral sex, <laughs> or porn stars tips on penis size. And I was like, what is happening with my mom? Well, how, what is going on back at home? My room was converted into, a, like, a, a sex studio. A recording studio. <laughs> a sex studio. A recording studio. Oh, yes. And, and the funny thing is that, like, he would like, want to get information about sex. And so then, I, yeah, I would, I would look online for, like, oral sex tips, and my mom's videos were coming up. <laughs> and I was like, this is so freaking awkward. So I started talking about it in my stand-up, and then we, we ended up collaborating together. We were creating this podcast. And how long after this show had started, did you do this new podcast? 
My show yeah. um, was in 2012, so what? It was about five years, four, four and a half years afterwards. Mm-hmm. We, we, we played a lot of some video stuff together and got... Uh, you know, we put it on Facebook, and, and people were like laughing you know, about you know the candidness and the banter that went on between us. And I'd be getting him. We kind of had role reversal. I was giving him a lot of shit about his sex life, and, uh, and it, it got to be really comical. And I'm like, well, we should take this dog and pony show on the road. <laughs> so we have done some live shows, and uh, we've been having a really good time with it. No, oh, it's really, really wonderful. I mean, we all hope that one day we can speak openly about sex to our children. And I think a lot of people can, can relate to that because that would be a really good, your great role model is really all I'm trying to say. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank so you. I, Do you I, mean, I have a question. Sure. So Cam is not your only child. What about your daughters? Are they involved and well, are they well, as I interested actually, and do they talk us openly about sex? Well, he has an older sister. She is not as comfortable as he is talking uh, about sex. Uh, she, she just, I kind of think, more or less puts up with it. She gets a kick out of it and she mentions it, uh, you know, whenever she's talking about what her family does and she always gets a good response. You know, people yeah. are like, what? Tell me more. So <laughs> she enjoys that aspect to it. And Cam's uh, younger brother uh, he's pretty supportive. I think he's very supportive. He actually helped me out a lot because he knew a lot more about YouTube than I did when I first started. So he and his friends who were like, I don't know, maybe what, 12 or 13 years old were giving me advice on how to put some videos up on YouTube. And like hilarious. thumbnails that yeah. showed more cleavage. Yeah, his friends are like, why aren't, if you're interviewing porn stars, why aren't you putting porn stars on the thumbnails? And I'm like, put porn there, you like. <laughs> yeah. And do they listen to the shows? Sometimes. They're... they're I are you talking about uh, just uh, our son, the uh, his brother? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think they, you know what, I think that they hear so much of it in real life that everyone in the family is somewhat involved. My boyfriend's involved. My daughter's boyfriend's involved. We all get involved in the show in some aspect or another. And they've also been on the show. Okay. It, it was yeah. kind of an interesting little round t- family roundtable because we all kind of have different perspectives on sex. I mean, obviously, but right. And then when the, uh, these episodes came out, we we had very diverse personalities there. Yeah, that's very cool because we have six kids, three each from um, we're a blended a family. blended family. And our kids, when we do our show, don't even want to be in the house. No, they run away. They, they run <laughs> oh my God. far away. I don't, you know, if, 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 if I was naked, I think that's that we get the same response. Well, just so you know, we're, we're only naked when we know they're not here. Right, exactly. <laughs> but Are you pretty open with talking about them? We, we absolutely we are. are open, but they don't ask any questions. No, I mean they know all about. The, <laughs> they know about the fact that we're swingers, but um, you know, kids in general don't want to even know that their parents are having sex, let alone having sex with other people. So they don't ask very much. Once we told them we were swingers about uh, four or five years ago, and we said now we can't untell you, and they haven't really asked very much since then. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I think that it's very similar with our dynamic here because I don't really share as much about my sex life currently as much as Cam has shared uh, your sex life, right, Cam? Yeah, I, I think that's accurate. But also, you know, you you have a wealth of, of previous, you have a big history to pull from. So, I mean, it, you don't necessarily need to be talking about your sex, sex life currently uh, to right. make this. You know, as we've done this podcast, we've become more and more comfortable on both of our ends talking about pretty much anything. There are been a few boundaries that we just haven't been able to step over. But on the whole, I feel like 
you know, it's just, it seems to be evolving. And it is our hope that people can talk openly because a lot of people are holding stuff in and going to the wrong sources, like you said, porn for information. And, you know, it would be so much better if they could go to a parent right. and, and be able to share what's going on. Because some of the stuff, not even like stuff that's necessarily what overly sexual, it's just even relationship advice and, you know, things that people tend to shy away from even asking about, like, how do I have to go out? Those kind of questions. I would also say, like, I, I don't think it's necessarily our goal that all parents and kids talk openly about sex, because I think some of those relationships just don't offer that type of openness. But I think that by show, hopefully by showing this as an open, as an example, it will allow people to talk more openly with at least some other person in their life. I agree. Right. To show that they don't necessarily need to keep it all to themselves. Right, absolutely. It's a big goal of ours. It's just an open communication in general surrounding sex. Yeah. Even if it's with a coworker, et cetera. Absolutely. That's our goal also is to open up dialogue about sex and because it's important. It's something that everybody does eventually. So, yeah, it's definitely important to chat about it. But in your shows, do you sometimes have guests on your shows? You talked about your family members that came on your show, but what about other professional guests? Most episodes, we have an, uh, a professional guest. We're excited to have you on our show. Yeah. Right, right. We have, we've interviewed quite an array of people of all different uh, careers. And um, I mean, we've interviewed everyone from Candace Pryor. And this is, was revolutionary. I mean, we've, we've interviewed one, his one night stand. We've wow. interviewed one of the people that he wasn't <laughs> sure if he was uh, dating them or if they were just friends. And and uh, it, it was very awkward for, for probably more so for Cam than me. <laughs> but it was really interesting to see how these, these women came on the show and were able to comfortably say, well, this is what happened during our one night stand. Yeah. That's very fun. Do you have a favorite episode that you want to share with us? Oh my God! There's so many. I think, <laughs> I think the one, yeah, one of I always think that the most recent one is my favorite one, just because I think we're evolving. But the most recent one is called Silent Boners. I got <laughs> back from a uh, silent retreat, and I, I share about how my my views on uh, sexual energy has kind of shifted from this experience. Yeah, and I think one of my favorites is when we interviewed uh, a friend of mine, also who's a porn star. Um, uh, Nina Harley, oh, and awesome. uh, she offered to give. She offered to mentor Cam, and Cam would literally get texts from her and run. And we, I was skyping with him. I was in Chicago, he was in LA, and we would Skype back and forth. Oh my God, this is what Nina Harley just told me. What do we do now? And it got to be so funny. It was a saga. It was a saga. We, so, we, I mean, I think the sagas make me laugh more, so that's why I like those bit more. That's episodes. hilarious. We were actually on vacation with Nina at Hedonism in Jamaica three or four years ago, and she is such an amazing person and a great educator on top of that. Oh, yeah. she really is. Totally. And, she, and she's uh, just, well, she's not, I, I classify her as a good friend of mine. I really like her. Excellent. Well, you know, she's. Uh, <laughs> I digress. She is so like honest and open about all her experiences that, and she's approachable. So you can actually talk, even though she's an amazing star and everybody knows her. She's definitely approachable. We love her. Actually, she's wonderful. I will yeah, tell her next time I see her oh. that you say hello. Okay, thank you. Um, so, did you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about your book? I know you already started with your YouTube channel, and that's kind of is that was that the incentive to get your book out there from well, all the different things you talked about? First, Karen. Let's talk about your definition of cougar okay. because, you know, out there, the world knows cougars as, you know, uh, older women who want to date or fuck younger guys. But your definition is a little bit different, isn't it? 
you know, when I first became single and I was attempting to make this channel for all the women out there, I couldn't figure out what to label it. Should we label it single women? And it sounded to me like, this, you know, it could be, it, it didn't specify what, exactly what I was trying to say. It, it, I'm not really considered a MILF. I mean, a mother like a fuck not. It doesn't really work. One of the sex objects. I thought about mature woman that sounded like a porn star. I thought about single hot mom, and then it just didn't, it didn't seem to resonate. So I'm like, cougar. Cougar, <laughs> cougar resonates with me because it just seems like, you know, strong, powerful, you know, woman who, you know, knows what she wants. Not necessarily, when I was single, I did not necessarily find that, that I was the predator, though. It was always the other way around. These younger guys would come up to me, and it was just amazing to me that they had the confidence to do that. But I think it also was the energy that I was releasing as a cougar. So I redefined the word to be, and I use an acronym, confident, older, unique, genuine, assertive, and racy woman. Yes, perfect, Bro. perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you like the roaring afterwards? Oh. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I, I did write the book, though. I did a lot of blogs, uh, a lot of blogging and uh, writing for different uh, websites like Your Tango and Top Sugar and Huffington Post, those kind of things. I took all my... Um, better blog, put them together in a book called The Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Aspect Out There to help basically mostly women. I'm currently working on a book called Guys on the Secrets of Dating an Older Woman because those are the ones currently that I think really ask the same questions over and over again. It'll be nice little book that they can uh, go as a resource to. Wow, that's perfect. And uh, people can buy it on Amazon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Aspect Out There is on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Okay. But um, my next book, I'm not sure, uh, you know, when that's going to be out. So I will let people know. They should follow you on, on Instagram. Yeah, all, I, all, my, all my platforms are Karen Lee, one word, Karen, K-A-R-E-N-L-E-E, and then my last name, Porter, P-O-T-E-I-1-T. And you can find me on Instagram and everywhere. And that way they'll be able to know about your book. social media world and they'll know about my book. But more so... My pet, my my favorite thing is the podcast. And I, 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 the podcast to me is is just very special, and I love being with my son, and it's gotten us very close. He's like, he's like giving me the fingers, like I'm not ready. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, enough of the plugging. I mean, we're midway through the show, Gary. Plugging away. Plugging like How I feel about the, the podcast is it's a very special thing. It's it's a game changer. Well, we're definitely going to get more into your book and your podcast in a little bit. But first, we're going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're chatting with Karen Lee and her son Cam from the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back after we hear a word from our sponsor. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in a warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. 
are listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle and we are Carol and David and today we're talking with Karen Lee and Cam from the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom all about generations and all the gaps and different points of view about sex with parents and kids. And just uh, before the break, we were talking about how proud Karen Lee is of you, Cam, and she loves working with you and doing this podcast is, is ideal for her. So tell us a little bit about how you feel about this podcast and how it's working for you. I, I mean, I, this has been an awesome experience for me. At times, very nerve-wracking because I'm putting a lot out there and yeah, putting myself at risk of being very uncomfortable in front of my mom. Like the other day, I, we're, uh, one of our sponsors is Clona Willie, which is like a, uh, you know, a penis yes, molding yes. kit. So uh-huh. you can create your own vibrator. And so we had Clona Pussy too, don't forget. Yeah. Right. So we had to test them out. And, uh, <laughs> and then I ended up showing my mom what that looked like in the end. And it was literally, it was by far the most awkward moment we've had on the podcast. Because I haven't seen any real oral replica of your dick since you were like three years old. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was oh like, like, ah, it was, that it was a boundary process from both of us. We were just like, what do we do? Because he wanted to show it to me because we, that was our sponsor. But on the other hand, you know, it was just completely awkward. It was so awkward. I don't, I don't think, any, I don't think any child child needs to do that ever. <laughs> don't, right. don't try that one at home. Been there, done that. Right? That's why we have the podcast. Yeah, been there, done that. Don't, you don't need to do it. Don't yeah. do right. It's not going to make you guys that much closer. <laughs> <laughs> but for but for me, I've grown in the sense that I think I've learned a lot about sex in general and like the specific nuances about the different communities. Uh, I've I've been invited to BDSM parties. I've done you know. So it's opened me to a lot of areas I would never have seen otherwise. Yeah, uh, and absolutely. and it, it's it's been you know there's something about when you talk about something that is typically shameful and and it's received in a way that's compassionate and the person is understanding. You can you're not burdened with having the secret or this this feeling like there's something in your life that can't be shared. So, can and so that's, a, that's a remarkably freeing experience. I can imagine so. So, you know, I, I just want to imagine a date. So you meet this girl, <laughs> you sit down, first time you're going out for a drink or dinner, and she says, what do you do? And I'm sure the first thing you say is, I'm a stand-up comedian. And she goes, oh, cool, funny guy's got a personality. But as the date goes along or on the second date and you bring up the fact <laughs> that you talk about sex with your mom, I'll let you take the conversation from there and let us know let us how it continues. Yeah, I mean... It actually usually comes up on the first date because I know that this conversation is going to happen regardless. Even if they just Google me, this is going to be the first thing they find. Uh, Or they Facebook thread me, they're going to find out. So I kind of own it. And if they're into it, they're into it. If they're not, they're not. It's not going to, I'm not going to end up changing this whole podcast based on whether or not this person, you know, it feels comfortable with it. However, it has been like a big learning experience for me. In, in the sense of how much I can actually share about other people on the show. 
that's where it gets tricky. Right. Oh, we, we know that as well because, you know, being swingers, <laughs> we know lots about lots of people, but, you know, everything is totally confidential and people's privacy is people's privacy. So it's, it's very, it's very understandable. But my, my next question is going to be, so now you start dating someone and you start fucking them and you have all this great sex. And then she comes home and meets your mom. Mom, isn't that a little awkward or is it awkward for her? How does that go? Well, we usually process the three of us together on the podcast. (laughs) Get it all right out there. That's the way. (laughs) I am usually amazed that the girls, I think, are even more comfortable talking about a candidate. Well, you're pretty chill. Like I, You're not like a very judgmental person at all. No, in fact, I encourage them usually to continue dating Cam even if he doesn't want to date them. <laughs> He literally tries to set me up with every guest that comes on the show. I do. I find something positive about everyone, so I don't know. I, I just love their openness because I can't imagine ever being that open when I was growing up with anyone. And, and these girls are like, yeah, I, I fucked him all night long. You know, I always said, you know, all right. okay, never mind. I, I, I like that. They all said great things about it. <laughs> yeah, but if Cam, you know, if you're that open-minded, we have a couple of open-minded swinger <laughs> friends we could introduce you to. Oh, no. He's there. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the, weird, the weird thing is, I, I don't know, are you open-minded? Well, it's, yeah, I am actually in an easier spot than most people in doing this podcast because I'm more, you know, I'm pretty conservative with my sexual preferences, I think. I think I've had to accept the fact that I'm really only aroused when I feel emotionally connected to someone. Uh, and that's, I think, very untraditional for a guy to say and, or even feel. Um, but that's been kind of a learning experience for me throughout this podcast. So it's kind of, it's kind of easy. I kind of get away with some stuff because I'm not like, I don't have like wild fetishes or alternative lifestyles that I'm trying to, that, that it would be harder for talk to talk about that are less normal. And we kind of, I think we kind of tease each other about the, the differences in that way. Although I'm, I'm, I'm a monogamous character as well. I'm not really, I haven't done any kind of swinging or, or menage a trois or anything like that. But Karen, uh, we both have a mutual friend, and we were talking to Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce the other day. Oh, I love her too. Us, Carol, myself, and uh, Nancy and Mark are on a mission to get you (laughs) and your boyfriend. (laughs) to join us on one of Nancy's yoga retreats. It's a yoga retreat (laughs) to hedonism in Jamaica. You got me when you said yoga. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be nice, Cam? when, when you, <laughs> well, maybe for her? Yeah, we said, talked to you the other day and you had, you had mentioned that. Um, I came back and my boyfriend walks in and I go, well, I'm talking to these people and they do these, you know, lifestyle, alternative lifestyle retreats like Nancy does it, uh, you know, hedonism and they invited us to come with and he goes, that's where I draw the line. You and Pam are not going out on I don't know what I'm talking about Cam. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's great. That's really funny. So, you know, these days, sex is visible everywhere, you know, on every digital medium imaginable. And our personal interactions with sex and sexuality, I mean, they've multiplied in this whole digital age. But the education that we need to support it. Sex education. Yeah, the sex education about all this visual sex that's out there. It just hasn't kept up with the times. So, you know, people today have so many questions. There's thousands and, and millions of questions out there about sex now more than ever because, you know, the realm of sexuality has just exploded. And, you know, we don't have that many reliable resources 
for the answers to our questions about sex and relationships. And that's why podcasts like yours and ours are so relevant today. And, you know, the generation gap between mother and son, and it's enough to have two very different points of view. So it's great when people have questions because you have two very different points of view to answer those questions. But we thought it might be fun to test you on some topics and see where Karen Lee's point of view is. Is it different to Cam's point of view? So if you'll indulge us, we're going to go down a list of different topics. How about uh, we can start with Cam and tell us what your opinion is on one night stands. I think it's fine if if both parties are on the same page. Like if if both are like, yeah, this is going to be a fun one night thing. We're not going to be very emotionally connected to one another and let's just go bang each other. I think that'd be great. For me personally, that doesn't, I think in theory, it's a fun idea, but it has never worked out in a situation where I'm like, oh, that was a great night where, you know, I really enjoyed myself. So I'm still open to it, but it just has never been my cup of tea. Okay. And Karen, how does, I'm going to say your generation Um, feel about one night stands? (laughs) That's the point here. I feel like I had two parts to my life. One is before I was 23 and I got married and uh, I had a wild time in college, which was a lot of, not a lot of one night stands, but one night stands, obviously, or one night encounters. Uh, I feel like for me, I do better when I know the person because I'm much more comfortable articulating what I want. Uh, so I'm not as big on sex with strangers as I am sex in general with people I know. I'd, I'd much rather be a friends with benefits kind of person than just a one-night stand when I never see him again. And what's your opinion of Cam having one-night stands? <laughs> That's that extra I think bonus. go for it. I think <laughs> go out and have as many as you can. <laughs> this is probably why I hold the views I do. <laughs> well, the thing is with women, though, we take, you know, so much longer to orgasm. And it's, it's virtually, like, to me, impossible to orgasm with someone who doesn't know me. And, and you know, it's a, it's a hard, it, it, it has to be me being comfortable to masturbate in front of that person. And, that, you know, that comfort level is not necessarily always there with someone who I don't really know. I'm up I don't for, even know I, name, for example. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> David, she's okay. not a swinger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Darn. 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 Oh, yeah. Not as of today. No, I think that never, but I don't know. I kind of am like just nervous about going to. I just have this visual of me going to this, like, like when I go on the beach in St. Martin's and I see these people walking there, I'm like, please cover up. I, it's just, I have this vision of me being in a room full of people and not wanting to have sex with any of them. <laughs> then you don't have to. It's all good. It's all about being open and being free to and do whatever you feel like. If you just want to watch or just want to be watched, that's all okay too. And there's compatible people for everybody. So uh, there, everybody always has someone to have fun with. And if not, you have fun with your partner who's your best friend and the best fuck out there anyways. Yeah, I would think that that was probably true. But as far as one night fans, so that, that, that's where I'm okay, at. That's, that's where we've right. I, can I also say one more thing? Sure, which is sure. that, like, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of my generation. Like, I recognize that this is, like, a very, my, I'm the anomaly, uh, especially for men of my generation. I think that it's very un, untraditional to not want one-night stands. In fact, the other day I was talking with someone who was like, oh, yeah, I would, it was a woman. She was like, I expect to hook up with someone before 
I start dating them. Okay. Like, I will sleep with someone, and then I'll figure out whether I want to date them. All right. So I think it's a generational thing with women and men in general. Though you're, so you're, I think the women are getting more aggressive towards those one night stands more than yeah. the men. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah maybe. We see it all the time. Okay, so here now, I would like, Cam, to speak for your generation in this particular question. Do you think dating multiple people at the same time, or mega dating, do you think that's okay? My generation probably would say absolutely. Okay, and yourself? Cam's going to say for himself, he's a conservative guy, (laughs) dates one girl at a time, you know. Very boring, very (laughs) vanilla. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard enough for me to date one person, let alone more than one person. So I think that would be... And so, when I was single, I literally had sex with one one guy, and the next night I had sex with another guy. Okay, I, I don't even know if I washed a sheet. <laughs> oh my God. I, I like her. I like her. You know. Truth be known. Yeah, sometimes you know, two in the same night. That was, that's that's uh. cool. So here's another one that we see our kids doing all the time, and they are always texting their boyfriends or girlfriends instead of picking up the phone or even talking face-to-face. So let's hear the two generations. Okay, so my generation would probably say yay for texting. makes things much easier. Uh, Phone conversations are awkward uh, and way too intimate. And for me personally, I would say I much prefer phone conversations. I, you know, I think there's so much ambiguity in, in how you can interpret a text. And uh, for me, it just causes more anxiety than necessary. So I think I'm able to understand what's going on much better on the phone. Perfect. And I found that because I was dating a lot of younger guys, they were only texting me. And it was irritating because you'd be waiting for a text back and they don't text you back. And like, all oh, I left that me or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, I'm like, why didn't you text me back? Or did I do something wrong? Did I say something? And we were rereading the text prior to that. And then the next day I talked oh, I'm sorry, I just passed out a lot of stuff to you. You know? <laughs> like, texting definitely has its drawbacks, but it also makes it easy uh, just if you're just having uh, a friends with benefit relationship, just, hey, what are you doing on Friday night? I'm available. Okay, fine, let's text them before the date, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, quicker. today I, I ended up camp, like calling off <laughs> two relationships through text, it, which made it much easier. You know, texting made it much easier than having to call and have these awkward conversations. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that friends with benefits gonna work with me. So, and did they know your last name? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> they were like, why are you breaking up with me when we literally have never even slept together? We, we you know, <laughs> we, make sure clear the air there. Yeah. Now, Cam, what about your generation? And so you have your girlfriend because you don't have one night stands you don't have booty calls you you know you really want to do the right like thing the right thing you get there you have this romantic evening you've had great sex she's come you've come she's come she's come you know because it's <laughs> the all right way her. it's all the right way and then oh, you roll and then you like roll that. and then you roll over and do both of you grab your phones to see if someone's texted you or if there's an email or do you actually leave the electronics aside for two hours later and enjoy the afterglow of the sex. This is going to be a good answer. This is coming from someone just took a week of silent retreat. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate using my phone. So ideally I would never use my phone. And so obviously after a sex and you know, I'm experiencing wild energetic flows, I would want to, to not be related to my phone at all. Oh, that's good news. And what about your friends? My generation would my generation would say absolutely we'll be on the phone, probably on Tinder, looking for the next fucking <laughs> <one." laughs> <laughs> even better. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness! That's uh, all these. I do. We- I have some friends that yeah, I I joke, but it, it is serious that they'll they'll have sex and then they'll immediately look like who is the next person I'm going to have sex with. Oh boy! Same night. Yeah. Yeah. Same night. So, Karen Lee, let's go into some of your ideas about the um, generation gap in a relationship or the age gap in a relationship where either an older woman is dating a younger man or vice versa. Tell us your experience. Well, obviously, with that. I, I feel very comfortable uh, with the older woman, younger man thing. I've been with for 10 years with my boyfriend who's 15 years younger than me. Oh, boy, nice. So, mm-hmm. I just feel like age is a number, it depends on the spirit of the person. So I happen to, I feel have a young spirit. Uh, I don't know that my boyfriend has the same spirit. He might be even younger. I guess, it, you know, it's it just, I think of a person as far as their energy level and not more, you know, I, I my, my spirit is very, I like to go to young concerts. I go to young comedy clubs. I, I'm always the oldest person there. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. And as far as, the situations I know, one of my really good friends was dating an older man, about 15 years older, and it was just like a completely like being with grandpa every time I go out. <laughs> and I'd be with a guy 15 years younger, she's this guy 15 years older, and I was clearly having a lot more fun. She's walking around with, you know, a turtleneck on and, I get you it. know, swinging from the rafters. So, I don't <laughs> so I, I just really feel people should be with whoever they are and not think of age as an issue at all. All right, I'm back with Cam. So, Cam, how about dating a woman 15 years older than you? I have never done it, but I'm open to it. I think it's fine. I, I agree. I, I'm in a similar page where I think that age is more of just a number, and, and uh, you can find people that are extremely mature at a young age and very immature at an older age. And, Karen, how would you feel if Cam started going out with someone 20 years older than him? We just heard an ex- um, a story this morning. Our trainer at the gym, his son is 28, and he was going out with a 48-year-old woman. And uh, they just broke up because he was, you know, still young and wanted to live his life and maybe have a child, and she was on a different page. So how would you feel if uh, Cam met up with a 48-year-old woman? But the only non-compromisable situation is just is whether or not that person wants to have a child, and uh, everything else can be compromised and worked with. And so, as far as and I do know personally, my, I have two friends that their uh, children are dating uh, and married to someone who's significantly older. It's just a question about the child. The child is, is very important to my son. Then that would be something I think that needs to be talked about from the first night. Like I, when I was my boyfriend the first night, I said, and I, I said, I've, I've got three kids. I'm not having any more. If kids are important to you, let's take this no further. Right, mm-hmm. right. I think it's really important to articulate right from the get go. Yeah, I'm agree. okay. If Cam wanted to date someone older, and and he was in love with her, and kids were not the main issue of his life, um, I would say go for it. Be with someone you want to be with. That's more important than anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Cam, how low do you go? Uh, in terms of number? Yes. Like, how, I, would, I think it would be very hard for me to date someone much younger. It would be way easier for me to date someone older. Mainly because my, like, in the same way that my mom is a young spirit, I have a very old spirit. I'm more, <laughs> I'm a, the boring old man. He's a Pisces. What do you want? No. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm more likely to find someone actually older than me that would be more 
you know, nice speed. <laughs> All right. We're going to ask you guys to hang on for a second. We'll remind everyone this is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David. And today we're talking with Karen Lee and Cam from the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom. And when we come back, we're going to get into some more questions, some myths, all about a mom and son talking about sex. Uh, this portion of The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in New Orleans, J- July 25 to 30, 2018. Naughty New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event not only takes over one of the French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street too. It sure does. So join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention. It's a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting New Orleans, one of the sexiest cities in America. Check out our website for all the details, the sexylifestyle.com travel and events page. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with Karen Lee and her son Cam from the podcast Sex Talk with My Mom. And now for our, one of our favorite parts of the show where we get to ask some questions and bust some myths and talk about great sex because... Great sex matters and we all deserve it. So listen, guys, since the four of us have something in common, and that's that we all have experienced the dating age in the digital time with online dating and texting, etc., let's get into talking about sex and new relationships in today's world. With, uh, with, with the dating scene out there with people using apps and Tinder and the whole digital world or the digital side of the dating scene, what is it, what is it like for you? In your point of view, I was single. I, you know, I've, I've been with my guys for ten years, so I was single um, for about a year and a half. And I did try some of the dating apps, online dating apps. My problem is, is I'm so much of a, a chemistry person. It, it, I know exactly immediately if I'm not going to go, if it's not going to work, just by I, mean, I can see someone across the room and I'll know that's not going to work. This, this is how I am, I'm, I'm, and it doesn't change. No matter how much I've tried to like go on a second date with someone and. And have a look at look at a different perspective. It's just it, I can't make it work if it doesn't if it's not there. So that's why online for me doesn't work as well as meeting someone in person. I, I just feel like I'm much more comfortable meeting someone in person than I am on online or even being picked up. Because one of my friends said, "Oh, that guy's nice looking." I'm like, "No, he's not nice looking. <laughs> <laughs> nice looking is a euphemism for he's not good looking." <laughs> now, yeah. So yeah. I, I have, but I haven't been around with him yet. Now, now, Cam. Um, your generation with all the technology and you know you have the ability to meet people anywhere around the world anywhere in your city you can locate them you can meet them in five or ten minutes have you found that that is a good way to meet people or is it better to meet people through friends um, at a bar um, at social events at the gym where have you found that people are really connecting for good, solid relationships? Uh, yeah, so that's the question. If, if you're looking just for like a, a casual one-night stand or a fuck buddy, I think that those apps are great for that because uh, you can kind of outline that and get to a, touch to the point really quickly. Uh, but if you're looking for like a more of a committed relationship or, you know, something that you're going to be able to emotionally connect with, I, I would recommend going and, and going to places where you feel most comfortable. So for me, it's like the, the comedy theater that I perform at most often or like a meditation group or a yoga please, class. Please don't say your silent retreat. <laughs> or a silent retreat where you don't talk to anyone. Those are, those are places that, you know, I can really find people that I'm going to connect with on a more emotional, personal level. 
Now, um, I guess you have some profiles up on some of the dating sites if you're still out there dating. No, he probably doesn't. I think I, I don't. Maybe my accounts are, are there, but I, I'm definitely not active on any. Oh, the Tinder lover. <laughs> I did have. I I did experiment with uh, Tinder for a while, and I would record my conversations, but that was more for comedic purposes. Yeah, if you guys ever want to see something funny, go to the Tinder lover. I think there's Tinderlove.tumblr.com. Okay, yeah, very funny, very funny blog. Well okay. But when you when you did put up your profiles, did you put in what? you were expecting sexually from your partner or what you liked sexually or did you keep it sort of vanilla I mean we talked about vanilla being you know the muggles, non-sexual the muggles in the <laughs> Harry Potter vanilla. world did, did, yeah. did you keep it just you know plain plain you know I'm a guy I go to the gym I like yoga I want someone who's cute and takes care of herself and blah 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 or did you say you know I like someone who likes oral sex and likes going down and I like having sex five times a week how descriptive did you get well, I, mine was mainly for, you know, I use comedy as a way in. So mine said, medium, small penis, extra large personality. <laughs> I love that. I did not approve of, I did not approve of that at all. <laughs> I love it. That That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I, I, I didn't like taking that too. I don't think it, those apps work best when taken so seriously, unless you, you're more of an alternative lifestyle, in which case you'll be able to find someone uh, who's a better match for you by specifying that in the description. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. But I think it, it is fun to take all of this with a, a grain of salt and make light out of it because otherwise life, this is all about life. So life gets too stuffy otherwise. And you're a comedian, a comedian so you may as well make it funny. <laughs> also, if I were to like really be honest about my preferences in my bio, they're going to be like, this is the most boring fucking guy <laughs> that I, I will ever sleep with. Except you didn't know it was boring until you started chatting with your mom. <laughs> <I knew. laughs> but, okay. but, uh, you know, it, it's funny that you bring up Primo because when I, when I was online, uh, I did, I found myself stalking some guy because he was so funny in what he wrote. He wrote like something about I escaped from jail and, you know, all this crazy stuff where he, he was looking for, and I just thought he was so funny. It was well, I was willing to like go the extra mile to go out with him. And so, did like, you? It is really important if you're going to put these profiles up to make sure that you let your personality out. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Karen Lee, did you encounter any men that were open-minded or swingers or that they wanted to explore an alternative lifestyle? Like when you're out there dating? Like my boyfriend and I were. I forgot where we were even. We were. Oh, we were in Nashville. And I'm talking to this couple, and he's talking to a couple, and we're very extroverted people. We're both air time. At the end of the conversation, they go, are you part of the SLS lifestyle? And I, of course, the two of us were like, what, what's that? You know? <laughs> and later on, we went home, and we looked at Swingers lifestyle. We were approached by Swingers. We didn't even realize it. Okay, um, there you go. But, no, I mean, the most that I would look at was the age range. That was always like, you know, if they weren't willing to budge on the age then I was Karen, did size matter? No, and it never does. <laughs> You're, no, that's, no, not, that's not right. Size does matter. Ask Carol. Okay, I got to admit uh, it. Size feel, matters. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I should, I can put the qualifiers if it's, a, if it's very ultra small, but to me, it's so much more important than, there's so many other things that are more important than the size. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Actually, the truth of the matter is, if size, if it's too big, is painful to me, and I don't like it, and I can't, and it limits a lot of positions you can go in. So I am by far not a size queen, and um, if anything, I like a nice, 
and I feel a nice, normal, medium, medium size. size. I'm with you. As, as our friend Nina Hartley would say, there's daily dick and special occasional <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I like the daily dick. Okay? I like that. Daily dick I like and special the, occasions. Yeah, I like the daily yeah, dick special also. Special occasions once in a while we go to trapeze in Fort Lauderdale. Absolutely. Oh, dear. And Cam, what about you? Have you encountered any women or dating people that you dated, I should say, um, who were interested in the lifestyle. Don't ask him about size matters because he's got what he's got. <laughs> I know that. But now his, mom, now his mom knows exactly what he has. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know what he got. I think I saw it and I said, that's adorable. He did not like that. Looking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, adorable. is not how I'd like yeah. anyone to talk about my penis. But I'm with you. I hear you, Cam. It was like a fluorescent purple. It was, it was, you, you know, I see that glow in the dark. Oh, sure it was. Sure. It was. Oh, I, did not, my I, did not, I did not expect it to be purple. So well, what was the question that I got <laughs> The question was, um, have you encountered any open-minded women who want to be, who want to explore the lifestyle? They wanted threesomes. They wanted just something more than that traditional monogamous relationship. I'm thinking about that. I think that maybe like the more casual encounters, I've, I've been with women that are more, that are definitely more experimental, but the ones I've actually dated have kind of been, I actually think they've, they've mentioned that they were into it, but we never ended up acting on it. So Have you ever met a girl who, who like said, hey, Cam, you know, I got a girlfriend. You want to do a threesome? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, but that would be, an, I'd be open to that experience. Okay. All right, cool. Just so you know, it's a lot of work satisfying two women at the same time. Just so you know. Oh, I could only, I know, this, there is going to be a lot of anxiety leading up to any experience like that. Yeah, so I've been there, and it is a lot of work, but I get no sympathy from my baseball buddies that I just had a threesome and it was a lot of work. <laughs> None. Zero. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. So, Karen, we're, we're going to go back to your book now. Uh, one of the things we read about it, we have not read your book yet, but one of the things that we read about the reviews was that you talk about a lot of the lessons that you've learned or the red flags, and you share those with other women. Just as I think it's very important to be with someone who is a very, um, a man of good character. And if someone shows you their true colors from the beginning, I think you've got to pay attention to those red flags. I mean, I, I think some of them can be worked through, especially if you go to therapy together, but I think it's really important to, if, if someone is telling you right from the get-go that they're a very self-centered person and they're not trustworthy, then you gotta, you got to believe them. Yeah, absolutely. But what if they don't tell you that or they're delusional and they think they're wonderful, but you can see through it? You, you go. Well, I have this little, I have a little scale that I, I kind of give it a, like a trimester, except it's not, it's not, it's, it's like a pregnancy, but it's not three months, three months, three months. And uh, the first three months, or the first trimester area is when someone and the couple's getting to know each other and they, everybody looks great, the thing, you know, this great, phenomenal sex and great time together and wonderful things are happening. The second trimester is when you start noticing these little, little pop-up red flags that you have to either work through or um, say bye-bye. And the third, obviously, the third kind of is if you can work through it together and sail off into the sunset and never have a fight again, which never happens either, right? Anyway, um, so if you don't see the red flags, you will see them eventually. You just have to open your eyes. But now the, um, the red flags you're talking about are like things that you notice that aggravate you or things that are noticed that are like bad character or both? I, I obviously, um, I'm much more concerned with this person's inner, inner character than I am about like if they 
pick their nose while they're watching TV. You know, those kind of things. You just don't, don't do that, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you, you talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you say, I can, I can live with the fact that he snores or, you know, farts in bed. But uh, if he's telling you, you know, I have this need to, I, I'm a deceitful person. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with swinging as long as both parties know they're swinging. Right. But, right. you know, I, I could never be with someone who I found out cheated on me in the sense, of, even if it wasn't uh, uh, sexual and, and maybe cheated on me more intimately or, or lied to me. You know, the, those yeah. kind of things are... Those are the basics. Are, sure. They get to be deal breakers for yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. And I hope everybody does get a chance to buy your book and, and not everybody, but the women who want Thank to get you. back out there, buy your book and read up on all of that stuff. So how about if you give us some final real advice? I think we've got some time, about two minutes left here. As a mother and son combo, what advice could you give parents today about talking to their kids about sex and sexuality to encourage a sex positive outlook in their life? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is communication. I mean, it's super important. I, I think we started the conversation this way, and I'm going to end it by saying that it's all about communicating. And I think to take you back off that, I wouldn't expect to just immediately open up and have them be totally fine with knowing all of your sexual preferences and all your proclivities. I, I would definitely take it slow and kind of tiptoe your way into the water. Share like one story that's a bit more revealing or... 100%. Take it slow and, and, and kind of feel out how the person's responding because it's, it's opening up those those boundaries is a gradual growth process. It's not something that you can just immediately burst into. No, absolutely not. I, I agree with you 100%. And actually, the earlier you can open up the dialogue, the better, if you ask me. Totally. Yeah. And to make it a positive thing, not just to, to start from the beginning by saying, this is what you should not do. And, right. You, know, you, you should not have sex before you're married. And, you know, don't do the list of negatives. You're going to get STDs. You're going to do the, you know, scare the shit out of them and make it sound like sex sounds like a terrible thing. In in fact, uh, you know, I I would stress, you know, the the pleasurable parts of it is once, you know, I I always wait till someone asks questions before I go ahead and and talk about anything. But if there are questions asked uh, and a dialogue has begun, talk about the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as parents, you know, we always talk about communication and one of those big skills of good communication is being a good listener. And kids today um, have different ways of communicating and talk differently and uh, I believe are a lot more open and, and lo- a lot more knowledgeable. So um, definitely I, you know, sit there and listen to the kids and, and you know, try not to preach and uh, just say, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about, we're here for you. Uh, I think our kids are doing okay. Yeah, I think one of the things to tell them is that um, there's no topic that's taboo. You can ask anything. I might not have the answer, but we can figure it out together. And the idea of not being judgmental is really yes. important. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, Karen, Cam, thanks so much for sharing uh, so much of those that great information and some of your stories. And why don't you take a moment now to tell everyone how they can reach out to you? Sure. I guess the best way to get in touch is First, listening to our podcast, wherever you're listening to podcasts. It, it's called Sex Talk with My Mom. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we post a lot of funny videos at Sex Talk with My Mom as well. Anything else? Yeah, we have a Patreon page if you want to help us uh, have food on the camp table. <laughs> <That's laughs> Patreon.com is a way to support any creator on um, YouTube or podcast or whatever. It's patreon.com slash Sex Talk with My Mom. Any donation is appreciated. And Karen, <laughs> where could people get your book? Oh, the book is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's called A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. 
And you can find I go live, uh, live streaming every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on the Karen Lee Coder Show. And you can see that on Instagram, Twitch, and on YouTube. Fantastic. So, you know, we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests, and we hope you do too. And remember, great sex matters. And you deserve it. And we encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. To find out more, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, the radio show guest page to see all our amazing sexpert guests. Click on their link and contact them if you need more advice. Karen and Cam, thanks so much for being on our show today. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. so much fun with you guys. Our pleasure. So that's it for our show today. Uh, Thanks to everybody out there for listening. And remember to sign up on sdc.com for one month free. You can use our promo code 30314. And we have some great events and trips coming up. Yeah, we're going to be sailing on the Crystal Symphony cruise ship up to Alaska with luxury lifestyle vacations for their Alaska Splendor Lifestyle Cruise, June 17th to 24th. And in July, we'll be with SDC and Cap Dag, the naked city in France, from July 2 till 10. So join us on this amazing lifestyle experience. And then as the reigning queen and king of Naughty in New Orleans, we're going to be getting naughty in New Orleans, July 25th to 30th, 2018. And this year, because we're the queen and king, we get to lead the parade mm-hmm. and throw all those beads to those thousands of people watching. And finally, we'll be joining the SDC cruise to Cuba in December 2018. For more information about these trips or anything else, you can visit our website at thesexylifestyle.com or send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 